Hey yo, what's up? It's me, Riley, here at Jillmar Podcast, here with uh, Hunter. So, uh, if you'll let us indulge for a second, we're going to plug our socials on Twitter. We are at ChiliMarty69. On Instagram, we are the real Chillmart. On YouTube, we are Chillmart Podcast. And you can find us on Spotify at Chillmart. Thank you for letting us indulge for a second. So, there's actually a decent amount of stuff this week to talk about in terms of the news, some trailers. Some of them are like a month old, but we never got around to it. And uh, some movies that came out. Um, so first things first, I think we're going to start off with some more Fallout TV show news that you have. I don't know oh. if there was yeah, yeah, too yeah, much yeah, yeah. that you wanted to talk about. but um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would pull up the, the pick. There's more set photos that, that they have. Like, you remember I showed you the uh, supermarket, I think, mm-hmm. set photo? Yeah, yeah. Well, more pics. They're still working on the sets. Oh, so, so it's in, like, pre-production still? Yeah, oh, so, okay. like, over time there's been some more pi- pictures of them working on it. So now they're adding sand and stuff, so it's more looking like it's post-apocalyptic instead of an abandoned supermarket. Um, otherwise, um, there's other set leaks too while they're working on set uh, they have the vault set leaks so they're like actually building like yo vaults but like the thing is like they look straight from the video game oh man which is like so do you know who's writing it do I do not know oh I don't know who's writing it I don't know if they announced but they the only thing you I know is they hope have, they would have a writer <laughs> yeah I hope they have a writer I, all I know is that they have the you know, the two head runners from Westworld Attached. Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I've heard old, old Westworld or new Westworld? Like, for the show, I think it's the older. Okay. Like, the that, people who were that's the first better. couple seasons, yeah. Because I hear new Westworld is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. So, Cause, yeah, yeah, that, that was scary kinda, for a second. Like, uh-oh. Westworld kind of died out, so. Coming out with the fourth season, I'm not excited. I've seen none of it. Yeah, but again, this is all hearsay. But Um, yeah, exciting. There's some sand now on the sets. Apparently, it's gonna be in New York. I don't really like that idea. I feel like I would like a smaller town fallout kind of. Well, it's sort of like to fit the '50s vibe more. Yeah. You know, then it just feels like the division, but with a Fallout skin over. Yeah. Um, otherwise, there is, uh, they have armor, power armor, this, the, the iconic, iconic power armor. That was leaked? That, yeah, an actual, like, it looks like a cosplay suit. Damn. So, like, looks it really good. looks really good. Well, not, not like cosplay, like, it, look it looks kind of cheap material, but it looks like, like, was something they'd use in a live action trailer. Sure. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, Walter Goggins. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wait, he's in it? Oh, yeah. yeah he's in it. Apparently, he's playing a one of the lead characters. They're gonna apparently going to be splitting up into multiple characters. He's going to be playing a ghoul, which is going to be interesting. Ghouls are, like, people who are, like, really radioactive, so they have, like, their skin feeling. They're zombies, but they're sentient. Damn. Yeah, I didn't so, know that was a thing you could do in Fallout. You well, be a zombie. you can't, but there are people. Like also, I didn't realize there were zombies in Fallout. 
<laughs> yeah, like the ghouls, they start out sentient, but over time they become like more feral. Well, see, that fits Walton Goggins a lot. Yeah. He's a good character actor, especially in stuff like, uh, oh fuck, it's one. The Hateful Eight. He is so good in The Hateful Eight. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen any. So, okay, no. spoiler alert, after the Pixar ranking, like two or three episodes, it'll be the Tarantino ranking. That's like the third ranking, but that's not going to be for a long time. Don't get your hopes up that it'll be soon. But that is the next ranking. And, yeah, he's very good in The Hateful Eight. He's, like, the main character in it, basically. Like, the secondary main character. So he's, like, he's got a lot of stuff to chew on. But in terms of, like, the Fallout stuff, like, do you know how many protagonists there's going to be? Um, I just know they have a lot of... I, I don't know how many protagonists they're going to have, but I just hope, like, we'll have... Someone who's going to be, you know, with inside the vault and then they exit into the radioactive wasteland. We'll have Walter Goggins' character who is experienced in the wasteland and we'll have someone else. But I'm I'm mostly looking forward to Walter Goggins' character because um, ghouls are also immortal. So, like, in terms of aging because of the radiation. So if we could see him before the bombs drop and then him after the bombs drop, They'll switch back and forth. I think that'll add a lot to the show and lore of Fallout. But also, I think... Is this canon to the games? I don't know about that. But yeah, also, I think there are rumors that they're going to switch back and forth. Like, there's going to be some character who's going to be before the bombs drop to have some world building, and then it's going to switch to the bombs dropping. See, I wish they would just keep the 50s setting. Like... I don't know if I want to see, like, immediately after the bombs drop or whatever, because that'd be kind of generic. But, like, I love 50s aesthetic so goddamn much. The uh, Nuketown maps in Black Ops are my favorite, because I love the aesthetic of 50s, like, cars and houses and shit. That's why I'm so excited for Don't Look, Don't Look, not Don't Look Up, Don't Worry Darling. 50s aesthetic is right up my alley. I love that. So I, I hope to see a lot of that in the show. At least, maybe not a lot of it, but like... Well, that, that's a, a little bit yeah. of it. Like, enough of it where I'm satisfied. Because it's, it's, it's what the 50s people thought the future would look like. That's, that's oh. what it is. So. God, we should go back to the 50s aesthetic. Not the <clears throat> politics, but, you know, the the aesthetic. Their fashion. Their, uh, mm, I don't know about the fashion, but... Poodle skirt? <laughs> I love those cars so goddamn much. And the houses. Oh, the houses are so bad. I love them. (laughs) They're so good. Okay, so next up, GTA 6 news. Well, there's not much on this besides, um, I talked to you about this, but apparently it's going to be in Vice City. Bonnie and Clyde-like story. You're going to have two more, two protagonists. Female protagonist, the first one ever, apparently. The first one in GTA well, uh, maybe I haven't played the spinoffs, or I never played any GTA. But yo, me neither. Besides the first one, the original first one. Oh, the two D one where the you look down, damn, really bad. Well, yeah, and then the sequel came out like really close after, and people hated it. But then GTA three came out, and people were like, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, absolutely lovely. They've changed the formula, and now every single time Rockstar comes out with any. They're gonna 
change the formula. Yeah, they yeah. they're pioneers and they're gonna suck them off every time. I swear to God, it's gonna get like a ninety eight on Metacritic when it when it opens on Metacritic. It's gonna get ninety eight. It's gonna drop to like ninety two, maybe like ninety three, but it's going to literally sell. No joke, like fifty to sixty million in the well, first weekend. Yeah, it's gonna sell a lot. It's gonna be hyped up a lot, but I'm keeping an eye on it. You know, I like to keep an eye on this stuff, but like, uh, I don't mean to like. People should calm down a bit because the uh, a lot apparently a lot of people left Rockstar. They did. Was yeah, this like, recent or is this like this a while was ago? a while ago? Like oh, after okay. Red Dead Two came out, people it's started like four leaving. Years ago. Or, or, yeah. Like, yeah, they have, I don't know if, it's probably not a new culture or anything, but some of the big guys who've been there for a while decided to move on. Start their own studio? Or did they just leave? I I think they just left. I haven't heard anyone starting a new studio. It's not like Bio where everyone's leaving every five seconds (laughs) and making a new studio. And that doesn't do anything for ten years. But then when they do come out with something, it's better than anything Bioware has made in the past, like, ten years. Hopefully. The lead writer from the first two Mass Effect games and Knights of the Old Republic opened a new studio, and he's working on a sci-fi game again. <clears throat> Very excited for that. Speaking of Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic, the remake got indefinitely delayed. Yeah. Canceled. I don't it's, know what the hell is happening. With it's it. delayed. Um. So I think people blew this out of proportion. Because this was a game that was, uh, I don't even think was in pre-production when it mm-hmm. was announced. I'm sure Lucasfilm was like, oh yeah, you're making a KOTOR remake, by the yeah, way. Yeah, see, Sony just wanted a headline. Yeah. I guarantee it. That's literally all it was. People creamed themselves, and that was it. <laughs> I, that's yeah. not even going to come out until like 2026, calling it right now. It's going to yeah. take like four years. They People did. are going to forget about it. Alright, just telling you right now. They did, yeah. It's just one of those things that happens. All right, next up, who killed Captain Alex? The oh, sequel yeah. started filming. Oh, okay. So this is an iconic, so bad it's good movie, and uh, it's finally getting a sequel. I'm I'm interested, right? Um, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what you are expecting. Well, um, at least from what I've heard, what people like about it isn't like, yes, it is funny because it's bad, but what people like about it is it has this like wholesome kind of vibe with it because like these people from another country are a fan of American movies and they're just trying to make an American movie. And yeah, sure, it's bad, but like it's kind of like a bunch of middle schoolers putting together a... Well, like, when we had to do, like, a horror short movie yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. but we, the only tools we had were an iPad yeah. and iMovie. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, it's bad, but, like, kind of, like... There's enough charm yeah, to it, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. At least that... And the clips I've seen, too. That's kind of just what I got from it. But it's one of those things that I think we should sit down and watch. Oh, at, absolutely. Like, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll be slowly losing our minds, and then we'll laugh like thirty minutes straight at a joke <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay, all right. Next up, Gray Man. It's getting a sequel and a prequel. It's be- 
come oh, in a cinematic yeah. universe. <laughs> oh, fuck me. But the sequel is confirmed to still have Ryan Gosling and the Russo bros. So guess what? Ryan Gosling, he's getting that paycheck. He's getting that dough. Alright. You know what? I respect it. Alright? Because yeah. he's still doing Barbie. God damn it. <laughs> he's still doing Barbie. That's all that matters to me. Oh, I just hope he doesn't get sucked in. Well, see, like, I'm curious. Because they left a lot of threads hanging to obviously set up a sequel. And they knew it was going to do well. So they knew that they were going to make a sequel. I just don't want the Russo brothers attached again. Hmm, they're still directing. I hope it's different writers. God, I hope... It's the writers of, like, the four Marvel movies that the Russo brothers worked on. And that had decent writing and decent directing. So I don't know what happened to them. They must have gotten money hungry, clearly, and they just fucked it up. Speaking, also, of Marvel, uh, this isn't on my notes, but I just remembered this. Uh, Destin, Dustin, Daniel Creighton, who did Shang-Chi, is doing... Avengers 5, the Kang Dynasty. You excited? You interested? Also, yeah, it's different uh, directing for the sixth movie coming out like six months later. So it's different crews, which yeah. I, I called, but I'm not excited that's, about it I, like at all. I think that's a really bad idea to have two different crews. Especially because they have to work simultaneously with each other such a short amount of time like this is quickly leading to becoming a disaster but I hope that Dustin Daniel Creighton can make it somewhat manageable yeah I, I'm not worried about the, the, the direction Kang at all yeah. well I'm not worried about the Kang dynasty I'm worried about secret wars sure. but um Yeah. I did like Shang Shang Chi a lot. It was a fun movie, and like his indie stuff so. beforehand, a lot of people really love. I haven't checked it out yet, but I have faith that the Kang Dynasty will be good, at least better than Secret Wars. That's that's my stance. It's gonna be better than Secret Wars, but more hype is gonna be centered around Secret Wars because of the forced campus. Yeah. I think. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be the first movie to make $3 billion. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's like not even a joke, though. That, that could actually happen. Oh, did you? Okay, another sidetrack. Did you hear? Like oh, a couple of months ago, in like February or March, Sony announced uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff cut. It's like an extended cut of the movie that's going to theaters, I yeah, think. Yeah, I did hear about that. They haven't said anything else, but it's coming out next month. So I'm curious to see, like, uh, if we're going to get anything from it. Because, yeah, like, they kept updating CGI as the movie was already out. They cut a lot of stuff that was in concept art. So, and it is, like, an extended cut. It's not like what Avengers Endgame did, where it was just the movie. And then, like, five minutes of bullshit at the end when yeah. they re-released it. Like, it's an actual extended cut. Like, what Avatar did when that released from, like, two hours and 45 minutes, like, three hours. Right? 
So I'm curious to see how long it's going to be, what they're going to add, if it's going to be anything of like substance. Also, I think they're doing this just so No Way Home can break two billion, because it's really close. Yeah, it's at like one point nine. So if they can just get that marketing out there and be like, "Hey guys, you want to go see this movie again?" and then they're gonna. That's probably why they're not releasing the time yet because they want people to go and watch it. That's like, wait, there's only five minutes of movie. Oh man! Oh. I just wasted twenty bucks on this. Oh, I mean, if it's if it goes from like two and a half hours to like three hours, I'd actually check it out. Yeah, I would actually be interested. Because it's like, yo, what the hell? What they add? <laughs> All right, next up, this is a big one. I don't know how much we're gonna talk about this. WB, Discovery, David Zaslav, cancels Batgirl, cancels Scoob 2, I think a couple of other things, a bunch of HBO Max originals are being pulled from the streaming service, never to be seen ever again. Well, so, what are your thoughts? I hear this is a lot bigger than, I heard that, you know, they're going to cancel Harley Quinn, Titans... I heard that too. All that other stuff. I mean, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind if they cancel Titans. But I hear like Doom Patrol and Harley Quinn is so good. God yeah. damn it! But it's one of those things that. And I it's think... not just DC either. Like it, they're across the board, like canceling shit or like pulling stuff from HBO Max that was like original content. So their focus is money, right? They're like. Every movie that we want to release, we're going to release it in theaters, or big movies, we're going to release in theaters, instead of simultaneously, like they did in 2021, because they lost probably like a billion dollars or something last year. Like, they lost a lot of money. But, so now like every DC movie is going to theaters, they're canceling a bunch of shit, right? They set up a 10-year plan, apparently. See... Last time they set up a like a five year plan, they fucked it up almost immediately. Yeah. Um, but I liked what he said about if they needed to delay it, they would delay it because they don't want to have a gross unfinished product. <clears throat> Take a hint, Marvel. Right, I can at least respect that they could delay a movie like an entire year because they want VFX to be like, properly and well without crunch. And that's, like, the one thing I can give DC credit for. Or, like, Warner Brothers credit. I also heard that they were going to be more director-driven instead of not director-driven. So they're going to let the directors do more of what they want to do. Well, see, I feel like that's what the Batgirl movie was, though. At least for a decent bit of it. But, like, I know that was going to connect to The Flash and I had, like, Michael Keaton returning as Batman again. And it was, like, weird... But they're keeping the Flash releasing because they kind of have to. Yeah. Because by this point, they've already sunk in like $200 million and they've done zero marketing yet. Um, Oh, yeah. So they kind of are stuck with it, right? And they can't tax right off this one. We didn't get a a trailer yet, right? We got like a fandom trailer. Oh, yeah, then I forgot about it. Yep, immediately. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so that probably means Blue Beetle's next. No, I don't. I mean, it is going to theaters, but they are canceling shit, so I don't know. 
how I honestly, I think, look, I understand canceling DC stuff. I don't understand where they're pulling other things from HBO Max. Well, but they're also they, merging the two. But if they merging Discovery and yeah. yeah, because they want the equality content of Discovery, which if you look at their content, excuse me, is really bad. HBO just has a bigger name too, so why not just? Yeah, but they're gonna change it to something, and it won't have the HBO name on it. I would have just kept the HBO name. Well, because I think people got confused because it's like HBO, and oh, then there was HBO, HBO Go. And then there was HBO Max, and people are like, what the fuck are these three? What's the difference? Right? And I get that. So, like, if everything Warner, including Discovery, is just shoved together into, like, a new thing, and HBO just happens to be a part of that, I feel like that'll be more streamlined, as opposed to, like, the weird, confusing method that they did beforehand. But if they cancel Peacemaker, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> if they cancel anything James Gunn related, if they even touch Blue Beetle, I will march over there and shit in every single urinal at Discovery Dude, Headquarters. Oh <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. People are like praising David Zaslav, but he's not a great guy. He is a right-wing piece of shit. It's just so... And he's like business-focused. So when he says like director-driven, I hope he means it. But also, he could just be lying out of his ass, just yeah. to save face. So, I hope, I hope all goes well, right? I will put a tiny little bit of faith into this, a tiny little bit. But you know what? He says, right? Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman are fucking huge, and he wants to do more. So I'm telling you, Supergirl is out, which they're <laughs> setting up in the Flash, and Superman's coming back, bro. You're... I, mean, I, I want to see Superman again, but I want to see Supergirl too because she's never been done justice yet in live action. I know people like the first season of the show, but the movie sucked, and then the rest of the show sucked. <laughs> so yeah. And they got a Latina, Latinx? Is that what it's called now? Latinx actress? And I don't know her from anything, but also, like, you're canceling all of the Latinx character movies and none of the ones with white people? Just just pointing. Keep Blue Beetle. All, all just I, pointing it out there. All I ask from the Discovery merger is keep Blue Beetle. I want to see Superman again. And give us a good Green Lantern movie. Dude, people are, like, Nick Superman fans are, like, acting oppressed, but Green Lantern has one <laughs> shitty movie, and that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. I, that, that's the thing, I, that, because Green Lantern doesn't have that big fan base that Superman does because they have one shitty movie, and that's it. Right, but they had the reboot movie for the original like, DCEU, right? And that yeah. went nowhere. And then they confirmed there was a Green Lantern show in development for HBO Max, and that went nowhere. That would have been awful. That would have <laughs> probably been terrible, yeah. See, like, they just, they either don't know what to do with them, or they do, it's just Warner Brothers was so fucked internally that they don't know, like, if it will sell, because the one time they did it, it bombed. 
Because they didn't know what, what to do with do it. I know. <laughs> like, Warner Brothers was just full of a bunch of people who I don't think understood anything about these characters that they were dealing with. Oh, not a clue. Like, not I'm, I'm sorry clue. to people who really like Ben Affleck's Batman, but he was not a good Batman. People like him because he's old. And I'm like, okay. He's old and big. Wow. Like He one... had one slightly okay action scene, and his dialogue was terrible throughout the rest of it. Like, why do you praise Ben Affleck? Do you like his presence? He looked bored. He looked like he wanted to die. In Batman <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so I think now is a good time transitioning from DC to DC. We're going to start off with our first review. DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> we watched this in the theater. Uh, <laughs> the best part about this movie, for me personally, was Keanu Reeves as Batman. I would agree. I would he agree. has some fucking hilarious lines in the movie. There's like a pause, right? After like a, like a fight or whatever is happening. There's a pause. The Justice League is standing there. And then Batman just says, I miss my parents. <laughs> He just goes on his, like, ten-minute thing, like, I work alone, and then he just lists every single Bat family member. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, the and okay. this is from the writer of the Lego Batman movie, so go figure that Batman in this movie was the best part of it. I think Batman is best when he's made fun of. <laughs> I Like, I, yes, you can have gritty Batman, like, Matt but funny Batman is really good. <laughs> it's really good. Like, funny Batman and Harley Quinn, the show, is also really good. Alright, I'm telling you, funny Batman. We need more of it. We need more of it. People want him darker and darker each time. I want him funnier and funnier each time. If the next Matt Reeves one isn't a comedy, I'm gonna lose my shit. Um, animation style was eh. Yeah. It, it wasn't memorable, really. Um, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart in another movie together. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so, what, what'd you like about it? You rated it higher than I did. I by did. Like I one point. Five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought this was a decent kids movie. Oh, yeah. I don't want it to get on the pizza either. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, my favorite thing was... Uh, Besides Batman? Superman. John Kuczynski's Superman. No, I just like seeing Superman. Oh, for once. <laughs> um, Green Lantern was on screen for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. That was that was new. Yeah. Uh, I loved that Aquaman ate, like, fish kibble. <laughs> like... I love it when Aquaman's treated like a joke, because he is. Like, I get it. Jason Momoa's buff, but he's a joke. He talks to fish. <laughs> See? This is why The Boys is so good. Right? Like, he fucks a dolphin, bro. Like, I'm telling you, it's a joke. His character is a joke. Until DC or Discovery actually does something good with him. Yeah. He I mean, he's a joke for now. Yeah. He's a joke. Yeah. I think he'll always be a joke. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... The villain was really cringy. 
the, the, the whole pain? squad was whole, really cringy. They See, have the over-the-hedge clone. The squirrel. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, they do. Clone. Yeah. No joke. If this was just an animated Justice League movie, this would have been so much better. But it happened to be a fucking DC League of Super Pets movie. And that's what tanked it for me. Like, I get it was for kids. They mentioned Paw Patrol, and there was a child in our theater that laughed. Right? <laughs> so this is... <laughs> right? Like, this is for toddlers. Alright? So, I feel a little weird talking about it in, like, a, an extremely negative way. But what I'll say is it was kind of funny at some points. It had no right being as funny as it was, I think. Because the trailer looked awful. I'm glad they saved most of the funny jokes for the movie. Most of the time, they show like the good jokes in the trailer because you want to lure people in. But they didn't do that this time, and I'm glad they did. Um, yeah, I did like John Krasinski's Superman. I think the voice fit very well. He seemed very charismatic in the role. It's just like what they did with him in terms of being like, a weird animal lover and like being like he gets like the baby voice or whatever when he's like oh man you know dog and it's just like stop you have to stop that but again it's a movie for babies so maybe i'm just being weird about this no there, there would have been some things that i changed that i would have changed like um i this it might sound better in my head but instead of crypto coming with superman in the in the thing i think what would have I think tied the movie together thematically was Superman was alone, and then Crypto came along. Then they were buddies. Mm, sure. You well, because like the and whole then, point is like because Superman can't fit in, just like Crypto can in the movie. But then Superman does fit in, but Crypto still hasn't fit in yet. And so then he has to find his purpose or whatever. Yeah. But the whole yeah. point of the movie is like dogs love unconditionally, which is not true. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. not true. Um, but they point that out in the movie. I did love the kitten. She, like, like the kitten was just, like, so cute or whatever. It's like, I'm going to rip your skin off and then just fucking starts up shooting missiles and I, stuff. I liked the kitten joke because it's true. They're not going to adopt. They're, they're not going to go to a pet shelter and adopt. A pig? A pig. <laughs> they're going to go adopt. The kitten. The new kitten. Also, Lex Luthor and the guinea pig is really dumb. <laughs> See, the opening action sequence had me so excited. Because it's like the Justice League, and they all get like their flashcards or whatever, and they're battling Lex Luthor. And I'm like, yes, I need more of this. Are you saying you want to see that Lego Batman 2 that was canceled? Which was about the Justice League? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, hey, listen, I know the Lego movies are now at universe. Soul, but can you just like give it back to WP so we can have that second? <laughs> just like two seconds so we can have that Lego Justice League movie. Um, but yeah, Kevin Hart was slightly okay, I guess. He like Dwayne Johnson seems like he's phoning it in because he's always phoning it in. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I hate Dwayne the Rock Johnson. His ego's too big, and I want him removed from Hollywood. At least for enough time. Where people stop giving a shit. Right? Maybe he'll run for Congress and people will vote for him there. 
Maybe that'd actually be worse. Never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't so do that. <laughs> tired of hearing about his. Now he has like. I'm the energy. face of DC. I'm the face of DC. The hierarchy of DC is about to change, and it's like, yeah, Discovery bought it. You're about to get fucking canned, dude. I'm telling you. No joke. That got a movie, but not Supergirl, not Batgirl, which just got canceled. Not Green Lantern, not The Flash until it decides to come out. Not another Superman movie. Not a good animated Justice League movie. DC oh. League of Super Pets somehow made it into existence before everything else. Let that sink in. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to feel about that. Well, the, the other thing is, like, none of these kids know who these Super Pets are. I mean, I knew who they were because wasn't there an animated show? No, I only knew about Ace back. the Bat Hound and Crypto the Super Dog. But the rest of them, oh, yeah, I think, were made for the movie. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it was part of the Justice League and Friends, but I remember watching an animated show with the Super Pets. See, like, if they kept it to, like, a Teen Titans Go sort of thing, where it was, like, a show that most people hated but has at least... A good audience for it. I prefer that over ninety to a hundred million dollar budget animated movie. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's just a kids show with League of Super Pets. Yeah. Also, did you hear that like Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets paid like twenty million dollars for every animated movie he does? Most people take pay cuts for animated movies because they're not on screen. It's just the voice. But he's like, nope, ha ha ha, I want to get paid the full amount. So he gets paid like $20 million per animated movie. So like, it's like easy money for him to just show up, phone it in, get the biggest, fattest check anyone could ever want. And then he just becomes a mega superstar. Like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of him too. He's See, here's, here's what he needs to do, right? He needs to do what like Tom Cruise did. He needs to take like a three year break and then he needs to do a bunch of like Oscar movies. Like a bunch of awards bait, right? And it'll prove that he deserves to be in Hollywood. And then he can go back to like blockbusters or whatever the fuck. But I wanna see him do an Oscar movie. I wanna see him try for once. Right? Like maybe like lose a fuckboat of that weight and be like a historical figure and like an like a biopic or something right i would vastly prefer to see that over another shitty jungle <laughs> themed to the rock johnson movie i i just hope someone steps in and crushes his ego god i wish god i wish <laughs> any bitches see, on twitter about it god i won't see that his daughter's going into the wwe but she's not like people got mad at her she didn't keep like the the rock label but she's like i want to be my own thing and it's like yeah that makes a lot of sense but people are mad because it's like the rock's daughter so she should have the rock and i'm like no what the, the pebble the oh my god dude that was the funniest joke i've ever heard in my life okay so this is the wwe fake oh uh, no way that's <laughs> crazy you know what? That's all I gotta say about DC League of Super Pets. 
I gave it a four. Yeah. You gave it like a five or something. Yeah, I gave it a five just because it's an okay. I was actually very entertained. I, I, I was more shockingly than I entertained. Thought. More entertaining than Minions. Minions. <laughs> the rise of So, I've been watching a lot of movies recently. Like, I took a break after, like, I rewatched Cars 2 for the Pixar Fun, which also. This isn't a spoiler, but Cars 2 is fucking awful. It's <laughs> funny, right? <laughs> no! They have little skin gonna fucking blow up the cars. No, it's not funny! <laughs> it's not funny. Right? But, so, I watched The Bubble, which is a Judd Apatow quote-unquote comedy. He did, like, 40-Year-Old Virgin. He wrote Pineapple Express. Like, he's, like, unknown for a lot of and this had Pedro Pascal and Maria Bakalova. So it was like, oh shit. Yo, that's got like two of my favorite people right now. But it was dog awful. It was actually <laughs> terrible. Right? Netflix. Was Pedro Pascal actually good? No. Aww. No one was good in the movie. They had like Daisy Ridley show up for like two seconds. I'm like, why is she here? Right? Uh, yes. Well, it was a cameo. Or like James McAvoy has like a chase scene. But he's in literally no other scene in the movie. So, like, why the fuck is he here? Right? Like, it's so, like, disorganized and, like, bad, right? Is James McAvoy, but you don't use him? The Gray Man 2022. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, two out of ten. All right, this one I'm going to go into a little bit more in depth. These next two. I watched Miss Marvel. I said I wouldn't, but like I said before, I'm a shell. So, I watched Miss Marvel. Um, it has the Marvel thing. The first two episodes are pretty great. It sets the tone very well. The use of the songs fits the show very well. The dialogue seems very natural. It's not very VFX heavy. It's got a lot of nice family dynamic stuff going on. It's got a lot of good sort of like upbeat charm. Very tweeny, you know. Uh, episode 3, I think, took a little bit of a hit, but it was still pretty enjoyable. But then, they go back to Pakistan for, like, a subplot or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, and it goes from that. about, like, a 7 to about, like, a 3. <laughs> like, yeah. it absolutely yeah. fucking tanks I, the show. I, I did hear about that, yeah. Like, the pacing screeches to a halt. The logic of the show thrown out the window. The villain is stupid and pointless and her motives change like every two seconds or <laughs> right like nothing makes sense they introduce like ninjas but they're like good ninjas or something and they are in it for like 10 minutes total and I'm like i don't know why they're here right the action scenes take a shocking step down right First action scenes were like smaller scale, so it felt like more personal and more like engaging. But then they escalated it and it like just didn't work for them, the directors, which also they did Batgirl or they were gonna do Batgirl. So I'm a little interested to see how those action scenes would have played out. Maybe they had more money for it. They probably did. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Episode 4 was terrible. She time travels now. She went back in time to the 1940s and makes sure that her grandma was born or something. 
What? Yeah, not a joke. And then she comes back to the present, and then they never acknowledge it ever again. And I'm like, what? Back up. What the fuck? <laughs> right? And then, like, episode five, the first, like, third, has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. It's literally about, like, a dude and, like, Kamala Khan's, like, great-grandma or something. And, like, it's when India and Pakistan are separating. And, like, that was kind of cool. I liked seeing the set and costume design and stuff, like the 40s and also, like, that culture. But then the rest of the episode was boring as fuck. And they drop a bunch of side plots that they set up in the first three episodes. And just, like, these two episodes tanked the show so goddamn hard. And I was so disappointed. But then they get back to Jersey City, or New Jersey, or whatever. And the show picks back up again, thank God. But... The villains are dead by episode 5. So I'm like, what the hell is going to happen? But now there's new villains in the last episode. They were set up before, I guess. They're the damage control crew. And they're basically wanting to execute children. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Not a joke. Right, the damage control people were the people that took away Vulture's job. Yeah. And now they want to kill Yeah, so they're like... Ha ha ha, we're going to basically raid a bunch of mosques and we're going to break into a high school and basically we want to find these two superhuman children and we want to shoot them in front of a crowded group of people. Aren't they just supposed to be damage control? Nope. (laughs) They said no lethal, like, ammo, and then they immediately went to lethal because they want to just execute children at that point. And, like, Kamala Khan gets a new suit from her parents but she's been, like, disobeying them the whole time. But they're like, haha, you disobeyed us, and you did a bunch of dangerous shit. We trust you. We're going to give you a new suit. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? See, Ryan George, his pitch meeting for that is so good. It explains all of the problems I have with this show in a way more, like, straightforward sense, I guess, than my ramblings. But... Then, I because I knew Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, was going to be in it in the last episode. So I'm like, where the hell is she? And she didn't show up in the show. So I'm like, okay, post-credit scene. What's happening? Miss Marvel, her bangle, which she got from like her family lineage or whatever, that helps travel dimensions and gain her powers or whatever the fuck. I don't even know anymore. But she, it starts lighting up. She goes to her closet, and then she disappears, and then Brie Larson Captain Marvel appears in her place. And then it ends. And I'm like, what? What? (laughs) Excuse me? And then the tagline that it said right at the end was, Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels. I rolled my eyes, I exited out of Disney+, haven't been on their sense. <laughs> but you skipped over the part of the, the spoiler where, where it reveals that she's a mutant. Oh, yeah. I rolled my eyes at that, too. <laughs> because, like, I didn't realize, like, I did hear, like, mutants in Miss Marvel. Like, okay. And I watched it, and she, the way they explain it was so cringy. Because her science friend, or whatever the fuck, is like, we got it wrong the first time. You, Your DNA has a bit of a mutation 
and I rolled my eyes and I'm like, kill me. Fucking kill me. Couldn't be any more on the nose than, than that. Yeah. You have a mutation. A mutation. And I'm like, uh, does that make the Hulk one? Does that make Spider-Man one? Does that make every superhero a mutant then? Explain that to me, please. Um, They're definitely not introducing mutants very well, mm, are they? Nope. Nope. In a show that nobody really watched? It got overshadowed by Obi-Wan Kenobi, but apparently both weren't that great anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, Miss Marvel, 5 out of 10. Maybe I'm being generous, but the first two episodes were like really fucking good. And also Amon Duani was great. I knew she would be great, but she was great. So go figure. Eh. That's all I gotta say. That's all I can muster at this point for Marvel is just... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to feel anymore. Ugh. Okay. So... Then I watched Bullet Train. Okay. Alright. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So you watch the trailer and you're like, that doesn't look good. And I'm like, it's probably not going to be good, but I'm interested. I like the premise. I walk in, I watch the movie, and I left. Right? My thoughts are, it's bad. But it was so engaging. I had so much fun with the movie. It's like with me and that uh, Snake Eyes movie last year. Yeah. Bad movie? Yeah. yeah. Did I really enjoy myself and probably over, like, give my rating? Yeah. Because I just, I had so much fun with it that I just couldn't not give it what I gave it, which was a 6 out of 10. I think Brad Pitt is so goddamn charismatic. He carries, he doesn't even carry it. He's just really good in the my favorite part is Aaron Taylor Johnson and his friend Brian Tyree Henry, who is the gay black guy in Eternals. They play a duo assassin team called Lemon and Tangerine, and they are so good. Like, not even a joke. They're so good in this movie. So you want a Lemon and Tangerine movie? Uh, I mean, it's difficult because Aaron Taylor Johnson gets shot in the throat and dies. Again? Yeah. <laughs> At first, it looks like Brian Tyree Henry's character died, but he had, like, a like a bulletproof vest on or whatever the fuck. So he lived, and then Aaron Taylor Johnson died instead. Right? But I love the idea of, like, the world's best assassins are all put on one separate mission and are thrown on a train, and they murder the hell out of each other. Like, I love that idea, and it was so goddamn fun, right? Zazie Beats is, like, a poisons expert, and she, like, gets injected with her own snake poison, and she's, like, bleeding out of her eyes and, like, puking blood and shit, and it's, like, really graphic, but Brad Pitt's just sitting in the corner, like, you want some water? Do you want a blanket? I, I don't know what you want. Do you want a hug? And, like, just, like, <laughs> like just... Just being a jokey bitch while she's bleeding out of her eyes. Like, just... It was so, like, off-putting and really funny at the same time. And, like, a lot of the movie does that. And it's just so goddamn fun. 
I just it's it's so good. There's Michael Shannon shows up in the last like thirty minutes. He's like the main bad guy. He plays a Russian who like put all of the assassins there. And he's like trying to get them all killed or whatever. And <laughs> that's his motive. That's he just yeah, wants he just to get wants to. Well, so his wife got murdered in like a quote unquote like car accident, but it was like murder. And you keep hearing throughout the movie like Carver did it. Like he wants to murder Carver, but that's not who Brad Pitt's playing. But we find out who Carver is. He shows up for two seconds in the movie. Guess who fucking plays Carver? Quentin Tarantino? Ryan Reynolds. Shows up for two seconds. Says no dialogue. Just smolders at the camera for two seconds. And I'm like dying in my scene. Teasing a sequel? Yep. Even though, yeah, I don't don't know what's... Everyone dies in the movie, basically. But here's the thing. The ending does what I like in action movies, where it escalates, right? So it starts off, they're at the train, it's stopped, most of the people are dead by this point, and Michael Shannon shows up, you know, he's about a wreck shop, and it's like, oh shit, I'm wondering how this is all going to go down, you know? And then a bomb goes off, and then the front of the train gets fucked, so it's going like 200 miles an hour. And they can't stop it. And it, like, goes underneath another bullet train. And that train, like, fucking, like, flips and does a bunch of wacky shit. And then the main train slams into a small village. And, like, a bunch of the cars derail and murder a bunch of people. And then there's, like, a car with, like, a fucking minigun on it. It's, it's, like, murdering a bunch of people. They have a final fight, and Michael Shannon gets, like, half of his head exploded off. There's, like, like a, like a, like a tiny child who carries a minigun that gets hit by a car. Like, it's the fucking stupidest, wackiest shit that they could have come up with, and it just worked because the movie doesn't take itself seriously at all. It knows it's fucking stupid, but it just goes for it anyways. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Think of the people that were murdered during that. I know. <laughs> the the innocent lives <laughs> just taken. Like, it has like a weird structure too because it cuts back and forth between characters and also it's like cutting back to different events that happened in the past and it's like connecting it back to the present. So, one thing I gotta say, Bad Bunny, the rapper, plays an assassin yeah. in this movie, right? It, he was, it was because he was in this that he got that fucking El Muerto movie oh. from Sony. So I'm like, okay, he must do something good for him to get his own Spider-Man movie, right? He is in it for about four minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? El Muerto? <laughs> Why is he here? What is the point? Maybe it's a reference to the fact that El Muerto only got one panel in, in the comics. No, he had more than one panel. He was in two different comics. Like, four pages in total. Sorry, is that better? Maybe. 
Maybe? I don't know. I feel like he got more than that, but... In those two issues, anyway. The fact that he didn't even have a wiki, and now he's getting his own movie. <laughs> so El Muerto sweep. Um, Sony moments. Sony moments. Uh, so, yeah, he wasn't good. He just played a, a Mexican guy. I'm like, okay, why is he getting his own Spider-Man movie? El Muerto. El Muerto. Um, yeah, I heavily enjoyed myself. The CG kind of sucks in a lot of the scenes, but I feel bad critiquing CG nowadays because shit gets rushed. Yeah. And I'm like, I know it's not the VFX artist's fault. It looks not good, but I'm going to blame some producers instead, you know? Um, really funny. I laughed a lot. Six out of ten. Really goddamn. Um, I'm going to kind of speed run through some other things I saw. I saw Fresh with Sebastian Stan. He plays a cannibal. Yeah. Really, really good. He plays a good cannibal. It's probably the best role I've seen him in. Probably. Again, I haven't seen much of his work. He's just boring in most things. But he plays a good psycho bitch very well. <laughs> um, 7 out of 10. Really solid. Um, I saw Marry Me. Owen Wilson and J Lo. Wow. Um, I was dreading wow. it, but it was free on Prime, and I wanted to watch another movie. Wow. So I watched that, and wow. I thought I was gonna watch. Wow! Wow! I thought I was wow. gonna only watch like fifteen minutes, and I ended up watching the whole thing. Damn! I liked um, that much. Their chemistry is really good. <laughs> it's very generic, but there's a. There's a couple of funny moments in the movie. For example, like, whenever, like, a main character has, like, an epiphany that they want to be with the other person, you know? Like, right before the ending or whatever. She's doing it on a talk show. She's doing it on Jimmy Fallon, I think. And she's like, yeah, sorry, Jimmy. This is a bad time to be having an epiphany, but I gotta go do something. And then she fucking leaves. Okay, that's that's (laughs) And um, I was like, smart. That was a great way to handle that. Right, like they do enough interesting shit. And for example, right, most like comedies, like romantic comedies, person A is with a per is with a partner, and it doesn't work. So person A does something and meets person B. They get together for a long time, but the partner arrives again, and person A goes with them instead. But an epiphany happens, and person A goes with person B, right? Often, this is because person A is a bitch. Male or female, they're a bitch. They want to fuck, or they get manipulated into it. It's like Shrek, basically. But what happens here is person A, J-Lo, is with a guy, and she leaves him, meets Owen Wilson, they... Get, they hit it off. Their chemistry is great. And she's nominated for like a Grammy or something. And she ends up like going to the Grammys with the guy. But they don't ever get back together. Right? But person B thinks they are. Or like maybe even not that. Just like he doesn't like the fame all that much. Because Owen Wilson's like a, like a teacher. Right? He's very low level. So he calls it off. But instead of person A 
going back to the partner, she sort of just, like, meanders. She sort of just, like, exists and, like, wants to be with person B, but, like, doesn't know how to approach the situation, but ends up gaining the courage to do so anyways. And I think that's... Because she has an epiphany on... Because she has an epiphany on Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) And I like that a lot, because it's slightly different from every other romantic comedy. It changes it up just enough where I'm like, okay, you get it you get a pass. Right? You get a pass on this one. Um like five and a half, maybe even a six out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Um Oh fuck, then I watched the three five five. <laughs> oh yeah. Jessica yeah. Chastain Penelope Cruz, Lupita Nyong'o. I got about 15 minutes into the movie. I'm like, okay, I got to be like an hour in. And then I realized it was 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, fuck no. No, not watching the rest of this. So I like skipped ahead and I maybe watched like three minutes total of the rest of the movie. And I still know everything that happens. It's just that generic. It's that boring. I'm like, okay, yep, one out of ten. Really bad. Don't care for this at all. Um, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, cool. Well, there there was one, before we get to the big review that I consider the big review for this yeah. one. Um, I did watch one, one movie. One. one. Oh, one. you, oh, I, yeah. Place I, Beyond the Pines. I watched A Place yeah, Beyond yeah. the Pines. Um, right, you can talk about it. I'm yeah. My water. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan Gosling, um, this is one of his weaker movies, in my opinion. Um, don't, don't go in expecting another Drive 2011. That's, that's what I'm going to say. You're not going to get another Nice Guys either. This is just going to be another pretty good movie. I wouldn't even say it's pretty good. I think it's just good. But, um, so Place Beyond the Pines... Ah! I give this movie a seven out of ten. Oh shit! That's so. Um. Oh my god, Brent. Um. I'm back. Are you having a brain fart? Yeah, I am. So what's up? No, I just don't like talking to myself. Oh, um, need someone to talk to. Yeah, so I, w- I was saying this is not Ryan Gosling's at all in it. I mean, so this is a movie you do not want to uh, know about before you get into it. Okay. So I'm not going to say much that will like ruin Spoiler the experience or, or anything. But uh, I'm just going to say Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes, Eva right? Mendes, Eva yeah. Mendes yes. Um, she is the worst character in this movie. I hate her with a burning passion. Are you supposed to hate her? I don't know. No. Oh, okay. no. It's not the best written movie, but uh, on a technical level, I think it's a very good movie on a technical level. Uh, Ryan Gosling, I just feel like he just kind of exists in this movie. Um, and Mahershal Ali is the best character in Yo! this movie. He oh, isn't shit. here for like 10 minutes, but um, he's in the... What a goat, he, honestly. He is, he is the goat in this movie. I think he is 
the because so because the movie is uh, is about Ryan Gosling. He wants to uh, be a good dad to his uh, to his kid. Alright. Um, because his kid's a little baby, but you know she's with Mahershala Ali. And Eva yeah. Mendes. Or- Eva Mendes is with Mahershala oh, Ali, okay. currently. Um. So, but Ryan Gosling, you know, he of course he smokes. So like that's you know whatever. But he's dead end. You know he he's a loser. He doesn't have a good job at all. So. You know, he resorts to bank robbery. That's Whoa. not really a spoiler, but... Crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that a spoiler, but... That's like every Ryan Gosling character ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. He, he's a good guy, but he's doesn't do good things. Um, but there was a point in the movie where I realized that Eva Mendez is just a... Her character is just a... Biatch? <laughs> um... The moment was when Ryan Gosling comes back because he works at the circus. He quits the circus, and then he tells her that he quit the circus and he's going to start helping pay. She she s- sleeps with him okay. behind Mahershal Ali's back, but she doesn't suffer any consequences. Nobody what? finds out. Damn. But but also... Is this a worse version of Blue Valentine? Or is this no, like- Blue Valentine is vastly superior to this. No, I'm saying, like, is this a worse version of Blue Valentine? No, I wouldn't say it's a romance at all, no. I I think it's, it it has completely different themes. Okay. That would mark spoiler territory if I talked about the themes. Alright. I mean, you can go ahead. I don't know. I I, I might watch it eventually, but I'm not doing a 30 movie plus marathon of Ryan Gosling. You know what? I'm just gonna say it right here. So, anyways, so Ryan Gosling, he gets money for a bank heist. And um, what he does with the money is, you know, he spends it on his baby kid. He buys a crib. Um, he is let inside the home by, by his by his kid's uh, grandmother. And he starts building the crib because the baby doesn't have a crib. It's It could fall and, you know, possibly crack its head open. He wants to make sure the kid's safe, so he builds a crib. And... Eva Mendez comes in like, nah, 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 stop building a crib. <laughs> and then she's tell. Then uh, obviously Mahershala Ali is just like, yo, what's going on? All Ryan Gosling's character had to do was just say, I'm building a crib for my kid, and I guarantee Mahershala Ali's character would have just left him alone. But no, he's like, my kid, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you for no reason. <laughs> no reason. Is this the same writer as Blue Valentine? No. Okay, that makes more sense. No, see, Blue Valentine but, yeah. seems more like tightly, like written. It is a lot more tightly written. This, and then, yeah, he does the heist, and then his Ryan Gosling's uh, partner backs out, but he needs more money. Um, so he gives he gives the last of his money that he had to his kid before he does one last heist. Um, and then he dies. And then this is when Bradley's character is introduced. Oh, Bradley Cooper! Bradley oh, I Cooper forgot he was in shows, this movie. He okay. literally just shows up. I didn't really expect him to show up, but I I remember him being on the poster, but I forgot he was in the movie. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling's character just fucking dies. Did and I I'm like, not call that? Or like, and then, <laughs> I, then I'm like, wait, wait. Is this like in the third act, or is this like I'm halfway like, through? How much? How much time is left? I'm like, I'm only fifteen minutes in. 
like, what? <laughs> of, like, what? a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is... So then it switches to, um... Bradley Cooper's... Bradley Cooper's character. And how he's dealing with the trauma of killing Ryan Gosling. Because now his son doesn't get to grow up with a dad. And he's scared that his son, you know... So he's, like, distanced himself from his son. Because he every time he looks at his son, he looks at Ryan Gosling's kid. Because he can't deal with the Is trauma. Bradley Cooper good? No. He's Bradley not. Cooper's awful. Damn. He's I, normally good in yeah. like, a lot of stuff. I know he, he is good, but he's awful in this movie. I could not... He's is he so, just, like, he's like just bland? Or dull. Just There's, dull. like, nothing to it. I mean, he could go for, like, subtlety, you know? Or is no. it just, like, it's just kinda straight like, up the writing doesn't give him enough for him to do anything? Like, yeah. I, no joke. Even though I don't think he was Oscar-worthy... I did think he was, like, the best part of American Sniper. Yeah. Right? So, like, he can do good stuff in bad movies. So, like, I'm kind of shocked that he's bad, apparently. Yeah, but I think the because the movie isn't really, writing-wise, it doesn't really tie in its themes very well together. Like, the movie is fucked writing-wise, but on a technical level. It does. It, it, it tie, that's where all the themes connect. Um visual storytelling visual storytelling and so yeah bradley cooper then it shows bradley cooper's character and his relationship with his father and how close they are and then bradley cooper takes down the corrupt police and becomes a politician and is even more distant from his son and then in the third act it time jumps with bradley cooper's kid and ryan gosling's kid are they're friends now. And then Whoa. but they're they're not friends, but like they, they talk each to each other. other. They're they're stoners. Whoa. They just meet once and then they get angry at each other. And then Ryan Gosling's kid discovers who Ryan Gosling is. He's like, yo, he's literally me. Does he oh my god, imagine like, he you said that. But like literally, he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be just like my dad, and he becomes an outlaw, a loser at the end. But what I, I wanted to talk about was the cinematography, because that's where the movie does shine, is... Um, it's It's like... What happens is, like, they'll show a scene, like Ryan Gosling's giving his kid ice cream for the first time as a baby, but then it does the same thing at night, when he's older and he's talking to Mahershal Ali and they're eating ice cream together, it kind of has this, like, eerie kind of feeling. You know, like, it's discomfortable to watch. Cause, like, uncomfortable? You, like, yeah, un- yeah. Uncom- uncomfortable to watch because, like, you know what happened there before. And it's, like, deja vu. But, like, you can't help but feel like Ryan Gosling's watching and is, like, but what it does a lot is it has the same shots but just mixes up you know the background or just characters so like you know what happened at that location before and that's what you just keep thinking about is what was before like, no. yeah what would you rate I gave it a 7 uh, the movie is very very effect in the second act people say the third act is really bad 
but I like the third act because it ties everything together. But the second act is really bad because Bradley Cooper doesn't give effort at all. Paycheck movie? Yeah. Yeah. I would have... It just wasn't anything I was expecting. I was expecting another Drive 2011. Again. I think you keep expecting Again. all of these to be Drive well, that's 2011. Because, that's because everyone hypes it up to be another Literally Me, but it's like it's not another Literally Me. They just see Ryan Gosling. They're like, Literally Me? Yeah. And then they, then they just like die. Oh, yeah, if you're, if you're going to watch a movie from this director, I would just go watch Blue Valentine. And then just skip everything else. Didn't he do a TV show? Or, or Oh, I'm thinking of the guy that did Drive. He did a miniseries with Miles Teller. Oh, he did? That's what I'm thinking of. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I have to watch that then. It doesn't have Ryan Gosling. But I do know something interesting to learn about the director is his first movie he released. Um went to, you know, film festivals. Sure. I don't remember what it was called, but um, it uh, got great reviews, but it has never released because it didn't get uh, the money to distribute. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I hope comes to public someday. It's like something, something. Yeah, it's that yellow. Oh, Sundance! Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't know what anyone would have known. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he also did. I know this much is true. Yeah, okay. I heard that's good. Um, the Light Between Oceans. Oh, look at that. It's a period drama. You gonna watch that one? No? It's got Michael Hawkins. Oh, my. Super Blue Valentine. Blue <laughs> Valentine. Dude, honestly, Blue Valentine was pretty good. Pretty, pretty epic. It was pretty epic. Um, okay, so the next review, the meat. Well, I was actually gonna like hop over that for a second, so you could talk about the video game you finished. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from dusk till as dusk falls. As dusk falls. I have that written down in my notes. Yeah, this was a. Uh, Indie game. Um, I was interested in this, and then it was on Game Pass. I'm like, yeah, that was the only thing that needed to get me to buy it or play it was it's on Game Pass. If I don't like it, I'll just uninstall it, which I did because after playing it once. Um, interactive choice game. Indie game. Um, the art style is iffy. It has You probably saw the trailers, but it's like a graphic novel. You know, oh, so it's like Life is Strange. Yeah, but it's like, gra- like no, it's not animated. It's just graphic novel. Like, it's just like PNG images. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Okay, okay, I think it's clicking together, yeah. Yeah, I'll just... Uh, As does uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll just... I'll just show you a quick image here. It's like, like that, kind of. Let's see. Oh! Yeah. But okay. like, but they don't move. That's like still images. Yeah, they don't. It's just still images. But oh, okay. The thing that's funny about it is like it's also mixed with three D. So like they'll be driving a car, but it's just PNGs driving a car. So it's like funny. <laughs> so like, what's the game about? So the game is it follows a it follows a family. They uh. 
what they do is so the dude was fired for um, the, the dad first you play as the dad in the first three chapters um, he gets fired for uh, no reason but he, he told yeah he, it's important to the plot but what happened was there he fixes airplanes and he told them that there was uh, that um, they should continue working on the plane or something but they told him no it's fine and then you know what ends up happening it crashes someone dies wow. while yeah the, and so yeah they blamed it on him and they told him here we'll pay you money if you could just shut up so you have this choice to either sue the airplane company or just take the money what did you do i just took the money because just leave the past behind bro like you're just gonna waste time by But, yeah, you follow him. He has a daughter and a uh, uh, wife. It's this dude right, this dude right here, Giga Dad. Giga Dad. Um, so the, and then the next three parts you play as this kid here. And uh, you switch back and forth from the past in him. And then this, this kid is with a... He's part of this big gang family, you know. Like, they're pretty big in this small town as, like, criminals and stuff okay and yeah the sheriff is after him because they had he stole this black book which the sheriff is corrupt whoa oh my god and yep and you switch with him and he's running from the police because the first half of the game is just in a motel and you're literally just being yelled at by the people him and his three brother and his two brothers are literally just yelling at you throughout the entire first half Wow. And, yep, and then the other half is on the run. But the thing that really stood out to me about this game was, like, I don't know if I say this too much, but I actually felt like my choices mattered. Because, like, even looking up what are the outcomes, like, you could completely end up with the, I'd consider the main character, could literally just be arrested, like, halfway through the final half of the game because it's split up in halves um could die uh the dad his, he's pointing out the dad yeah the, the dad could die uh I think yeah my point is the choices matter everyone could go to jail and uh be put on death row what? Because what? there were a lot of cops that they killed. Like, a lot. Because the sheriff literally just sends the cops on suicide missions. Oh. And he doesn't care. Corrupt sheriff, question mark? And um, the only thing that does suck is there's one character that I don't think you can change the fate of. That lady? On the poster? Well, that, that lady's his daughter. Because the last episode of the game, um, you play as her. She's dealing with the trauma of everything that happened. Everything okay. that happened, and uh, she gets a letter from the main dude, and he's like, "Yo, we should probably like, you should probably like talk or something. I want to talk about this." He's like the the pussy of the brothers. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's like the okay. wimp. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, you have the choice to either forgive or not forgive. Um, the main character or the the dad. The the main character. Oh, yeah. okay. he, she. You can choose if you forgive him. Um, oh, does depending... that kid murder the dad? No. I mean, he could. In one of the choices? In one of the choices. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm not sure how it all connects together, but it sounds interesting. 
it it's it is interesting. It's just hard to explain without spoiling. It's very like, but um, it was good. I gave it uh, it's like until dawn. There's like a lot of characters and like switches around a lot. It doesn't switch around a lot. No, it doesn't. Hmm. Until dawn, it I, switches around so fucking often. I, I think. That's one thing I can give it credit to. I think it gives just enough time for you to get attached to these characters before you can murder them. Before See, you I'm surprised them. Call Me Kevin hasn't done a playthrough of this. This game is also multiplayer, which I don't what? know how that works at all. <laughs> Yo. Apparently snap. it's broken, but, you know, whatever. It's pretty epic. It's a very short game, too. I think it was only six hours. If you have Game Pass, I just get it. If you don't like the first chapter, just whatever. Um, yeah, I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah. All right. So now here's the meat and the potatoes. Right. You wrote notes down. Like you're ready for this. I did. I am. Ready the new for Predator this. movie called Prey, which people are calling woke, which is fucking stupid. If you are doing that, shut up. That's all I gotta say. Okay, now to the review. Alright. I have never seen a Predator movie before ever. Not even the first one. But I knew we'd want to talk about it on the podcast. So I watched it. And it was pretty, pretty damn good. Um, The director also did 10 Cloverfield Lane. And that was his last movie until Prey. So it's been like six years. The guy needs more work. Because holy shit. Because <laughs> like, he does a lot of good a lot of good stuff in this. Um, you've seen all of them except the Shane Black one, so you're probably going to have more insight. Than I heard about the Shane Black movie, and I'm like, you know, I'm probably not going to watch it. But you have ever. seen, you just like watched the other ones. Yeah. My favorite being the original, obviously. A lot of people say the second one is their guilty pleasure, and if you say that, I don't, you shouldn't feel guilty about watching a bad movie. <laughs> Like, I like it because it's bad. <laughs> Doesn't that one have, like, Danny Glover in it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It also has Biff from Back yeah. to the Future. Okay. Yeah. That, um, that's funny because I think I remember the second one more than the first one. Which is weird. The but, first yeah. one has, like, that one iconic line. Right? Or, like, two, a couple of iconic No, it has, lines, if, you bleed, if it bleeds, you can kill it, right? I think that's the first one. Yeah. That's also in this one, right? Yeah. Right? Which is another callback. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, it's this new one is set in 1719 in the Great Plains. Yes. A Native American tribe, the fuck, what was it called? The Kamachi? Kamachi? The Kamachi? I'm sorry if I butchered it. Um, basically, they're just vibing, chilling, they're doing whatever, and then the predator shows up. And they're like, oh, fuck. It's murdering a bunch of stuff. The main character lady wants to be a, a respected hunter in the group. But because she's a woman, they don't want her to be out there. And so she's like, fuck you. I'm going to go fuck this guy up. And then she sees the predator murder a bear. <laughs> no, that was epic. That was so badass. But okay, So she ends up teaming up with her brother and a couple of other people who were trying to beat her up though <laughs> to uh defeat the predator and in the end she does she kills the predator 
and you say it sets up a sequel. I don't see that. But that's like the plot, basically, generalized, very generalized. Um, so, um, you start. What do you want to talk about first? Um, I got. A, I actually do have a lot to talk about. I really like this movie a lot. This is, I mean, I would actually put it up there with the original Predator. Damn. I mean, the original Predator is not a masterpiece, but, um, okay. Um, the only thing that I wish this movie had a higher budget, that's one of my complaints. I think it deserved to have a higher budget. Uh, uh, I think this is one of the best Predator designs. I did like the design. Like, it was high-techy, but, like, the skull, like, or, like, the mask was, like, a skull. It was, like, very yeah, and I think, I mean, I, I kind of was glad they kind of nerfed the Predator from not having guns that make people explode to just having darts. See, I think that it means, like, because it's so early in the timeline, it means, like, when it comes back, it knew to bring a gun oh, this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it makes sense logically, like, it starts out with a dart, and as technology comes along, they keep returning to Earth, they're like, alright, now I have a gun to fuck him up with, you know? So I feel like it makes sense logically. But then people are like, how does a group of beefy bros with guns, like, barely defeat it, but one lady kills it? And it's like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. If they say that, they did not understand the, the, the entire point of the original Predator movie. Arnold did not beat the Predator through strength. He beat him through wit. Right? He set up the trap. And he was actually alone at the end. A lot of people forget about that. He was alone in the end. Except for that one lady, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, I do know about the Predator movie. I just haven't watched it. Um, so, yeah. They think a group of guys barely defeated him. Like, no. It was one guy barely defeated him. So, shut up. <laughs> um, they were both more technically technologically advanced though compared yeah. to this one where they're both kind of downgraded in terms of tech honestly it was shot so well there was a lawn take where she enters i don't know if it was like a german like little camp setup i don't know what the white people were they were french they were french yeah. okay um but yeah when she's like murdering all of them and like doing flips and shit like, that was so good. The action that was, was so good. good. <laughs> it's a great action movie. It's a great thriller. There are jump scares, but it's not really a horror movie. At least I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Predator, I don't think, really ever was. Like, I know people count it as, like, a sci-fi horror, but it's not as much as, like, Alien is. But people compare the two a lot. That's why they had those uh, well crossovers. At, at <laughs> least, at least it didn't take uh, Alien, um, what four movies to get a second good movie? It only took them two movies to get two good movies. That's Alien. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. See, I feel like a lot of people do like Predators. Oh, I don't. I know you don't, <laughs> and it, it is mixed. It's like some people hate it, but some people actually like it. It just depends on your. But yeah. no one likes the Shane Black. <laughs> no one likes the Shane Black. 
I mean, Predators in Concept was cool, where they would just dump people on a planet, and then they would just hunt them. See, I don't know how he's connected. Neither do I. I don't think even the fans know. But I will get to how this one connects to the previous Predator movies. Okay. Um, You want to do that now? Because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you say that. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I'll just get to my notes here, real quick here. And how it sets up a sequel. Um... Um, so, I want to talk about his weapons, too, real quick. Okay. So, um, like you said, the downgrading of the of the weapons. But, anyways, there was a nice little Easter egg. Because in Predator, I think it was the second Predator movie, there was this net that people made fun of for, like, a long time. Because, like, it was a net that would chop people up in little pieces. Oh, like, yeah! What's the point of the net? But this movie was so <laughs> badass! They actually used it as a weapon. I know, like, it, like, like, pulls a guy down to a tree, and it, like, attaches, like, it sews itself to the tree, and, like, cuts through it, and so there's, like, wood chunks and, like, human chunks, and I'm like, that was so badass, (laughs) dude. I'm telling you, the predator in this movie is a fucking beast. And he's based. He hates French. He hates the French. He hates the French. Which, Although we shouldn't say that. We have a Belgian they're very close. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't say that. Also, yes, as I said, we don't know. We can't figure out. And this is a side check. We can't figure out the listens. We can figure out the downloads. Um, but someone downloaded it in Belgium. Hello, Belgium. Hello, one person in broad. <laughs> Dude. Um, so, hello, person from Belgium. Um, I think you downloaded it on a highway. <laughs> Um, so thank you for that. Um, also, we have two people from Washington, D.C. We got some senators. Yeah, yeah, he's watching us. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I highly doubt anyone actually important watches <laughs> this. Uh, but if you are important, tweet at us. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Anyway, back to the movie. Oh, back to the movie. Oh, yeah. Also, the Predator. Um, I felt like he killed a bit too much in this movie. I liked the... Maybe because I'm, like, a dumb action bro. I don't like subtlety. Well, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, I do, but I... Because the thing about the original is, like, it gave you time to care, care about these characters. At least somewhat. Like, you didn't love them or anything, but you understood them. And then when it happened, like, it made it a bit more memorable. Like, the bear. Like, mm-hmm. there was... You just saw it chasing you. And then when the bear happened, I think it made it a lot more memorable. Where it's like, the bear, you don't see what's actually attacking the bear. And you see like a bear getting lifted and like crashing into the logs and, and shit. It's like, oh my god, dude! So good. So good. Um, so right. it shot very well. Also. Yeah. Um, it's score, or it's soundtrack, was bopping. I was listening along a lot. It was very, very good. They might have used pieces from the original, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't remember. The also, the sound design of the Predator. I love the clicking noises. I know that was in the original, but I love the sounds of the Predator, like that. And it's like, like it's like looking around, and the people of the bows, like, what the fuck is that? And it just like it's going around them, and it's just going like. Or sometimes they're like, they just don't hear anything, but there's just one deaf, character yeah. that hears it. Yeah. Um. So actually, here's the thing, that 
the the footlock pistol that she was given mm-hmm. was a reference to the uh, to Predator Two. How so? Because uh, Glover was uh, right at the end of the movie. Um, he goes on a Predator ship, and he's just surrounded by Predator dudes. Iconic scene, and out of honor, they give him this flintlock pistol. Oh shit! So, um, yes, it connects to Predator, but this also teases a sequel, because, um, how did they get the pistol? Oh, they gotta come back. Why did they come back? See? Because they, yeah. they, they killed mean, this Predator. The ship was still there. You saw yeah. the ship a couple of times. Like, dro- it came down at least, like, twice. So I don't know if it's, like, the same Predator going up and down, or maybe they dropped two or three. You yeah. never know. Because also, uh, I don't think you watched the credits. I didn't watch the credits, but the director told people to watch the credits. It tells a little after story that I guess they could adapt into a sequel. Like a post-credit but, scene? Like, like... like a post-credit scene, but it's the entire credits. That just tells what happens to the main character. What? Oh, I, I didn't stick around for that. Yeah, but it, it shows the Predators coming back, I think. They hmm. avenge their, the dead person. And Did they murder her? I think they just killed the whole tribe, yeah. Interesting. Well, see, I, I wish they didn't do that. It's probably budgetary that they're like, we don't know if this is going to get a sequel. We want to tell the story fully. Yeah. So they just threw it in at the end. I wish they would have saved that, though, for like a sequel. Well, yeah, I just don't think they expected it to be a success. And I don't think it's going to be a mega success, but... What is it at? 92? Yeah. I, I For think critics on Rotten Tomatoes, audiences, it's very high also. I should check its IMDb score. But. Oh, but yeah, yeah. From what I've seen, fans love this movie. It's just there's the small section that are That's like. stupid. You know? <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, so I think I, I think a sequel to this is inevitable. I would lo- absolutely love to see a sequel to this movie. It's at a 7.3, which is a little lower than I would have expected. But it also only has like 30,000 like, watches. Yeah, so... So, it, it hasn't been review-bombed yet either. That's good! Well, it hasn't. I thought it was We already. have to wait a couple days until the YouTube videos come out saying it's bad because... Because it, it has a woman in it. has a <laughs> woman lead. Ugh. I'm telling you, these people are a why cancer can't, why, on society. Why can't they have more movies that pander to white men? God, insecure white men. <laughs> um, yeah, I think overall, really goddamn solid. I don't have much to say because I'm not like a predator bro. I just thought it was a very fun action movie. Some of the CG was dodgy, but some of it looked really good. Surprisingly, for a Streaming movie? Streaming Like, especially movie. when it, like, lifted up, when, like, the Predator, it's, like, a close-up of him, like, lifting up his hand and, like, his gauntlet, and he's, like, punching in a bunch of shit. Like, that looks damn near practical. Right? That looked really good. So, like, there's enough stuff in, like, the CG bear. Like, you could tell it was CG. Yeah. But it wasn't awful. And the deer. You remember the deer? Oh, I thought that was, like, a real deer. That was CG? Damn. That looked good. Oh. I didn't think it looked good. Oh. <laughs> it was right. right at the beginning, so I I, I think I know what you're talking about. But uh, um, 
I do appreciate it when you get a good old franchise sequel movie that makes you look to your dad when they make a small little reference, like, you do, just do the nod across <laughs> the couch. Like, See, that's what I did with The Matrix. Yeah. When the new one came out, my dad's like a Matrix bro with the first three. He knows more about that franchise than I do. Because, like, no joke, the first Matrix is probably one of his favorite movies ever. It could be like Midnight. And we're just up. And he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna watch the Matrix again. And he'll just like watch the first Matrix. It's just like that rewatchable. You know? Like, hey, we should probably review those movies at some point. Just saying. Just saying. Matrix? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh I wouldn't I wouldn't rewatch the new one, but I'd rewatch two and three. I wouldn't rewatch two, three, or four. <laughs> <laughs> you would just attempt to remember everything. Everything. Yeah, pretty much. Just and like we would pixels. also have to watch the Animatrix. Oh, I'd be fine with that. I would be, too. I hear that's actually probably like the second best of the series. But either way, yeah, as I was saying, I sort of get what you mean by that. He's like a Matrix bro. He isn't like much of like a pop culture dude. Like He recognizes some stuff, but he's not like your dad who grew up with this and remembers a lot of stuff. He was like a farm kid. Farm kid. Yeah. So he was like he knows some stuff, but he's sort of just like, <laughs> like he doesn't have that much investment in it. So, like that franchise in particular, if anything happens with it, he's like, I know, <laughs> like I know, I know what they're talking about. It's, that there was there was one point when that happened in this movie with my dad. Because I don't know, for some reason I just have a good memory with the second Predator movie. When the Footlock Pistol came up, I'm like, I like actually snapped. I'm like, oh that's, shit! That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's I remember thing. that. I, I haven't watched the berries. movie in like, I haven't watched the movie in like three years, but I remember. I, I remember. remember. <laughs> don't you remember? Remember? Like, you know, they, the Predators gave, gave that guy the Footlock Pistol. They didn't murder Danny Glover? No, I think it was... If I remember, it's because they saw him as an honorable hunter, so they're like... But they killed the predators, though. Yeah, but they're still like... That doesn't make sense. That's a little weird. (laughs) That's a little weird. Yeah, you you understand why people don't... Why why it's not a good movie, right? (laughs) Just like, what the fuck? But yeah, also, the lead actress was really good. Yeah. For an action movie, she was really good. And you know what? People can fuck up. About it. Another show that I heard she was good in. This is the first thing I think I've seen her in. Well, I heard she was good in a show that she was in. Oh, okay. I just don't remember what it was called. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you have more to say. I don't have much no. to say. I give it a seven. I thought it was very enjoyable. Maybe seven and a half. I I did like it. And I watched it in English. I forgot that the dub in the Native American. So I might watch it again in that dub. But we'll see. I'll watch it again eventually. Maybe pretend the other Predator movies don't exist. Just watch one, maybe two, and then pray. Oh, I'll watch two. (laughs) Two's two's at least fine. It's not a guilty guilty pleasure. It's just okay to watch a bad movie every once in a while. Like Ed. (laughs) Yeah. Ed. Ed. You shouldn't feel guilty about watching Ed. Ed is a monkey movie with Matt LeBlanc 
we literally gave up watching it like 45 minutes in. We kept checking how long we had left in that movie, and we're like, oh my god. And we just, we just kept like, like looking at our phones, and then we would like check the movie. It's like, for fuck's sake. So then we just like kept looking at our phones. And, like, the movie just went on forever. Oh, we haven't found a good ironically funny movie that actually makes us want to watch the entire thing in a while. Yeah, we, like we try. You know, like, we've tried before. For example, Sky Sharks. We tried a lot with that one. First ten minutes was so funny. And the rest of it was fucking awful. <laughs> Ugh. And then we tried Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Uh-huh. That was cu- that was close. I think there was enough of that movie that was pretty close. Maybe we just have to watch it, like, in the afternoon instead of that. See, we like we have a so bad it's good list. We each do going on, like yeah. the and secret of the magic gourd, Mac and me. Secret of the magic gourd is so good. Mwah. See, with with people, with people, it's good. When you're alone, you want to die. Yeah. yeah, I I rewatched it and it was like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what? I wonder what you would think of Mac and me if you watched it alone. I watched that fucker alone for the first time. <laughs> that thing was funny. That was funny. Ugh, you know oh, what? Yeah, didn't you finish it alone too? I think I did, yeah. yeah. I also have Thanks Killing on my list. I've not watched Thanks Killing. That's so good. It's so fucking dumb, but it's so good. You know, I watched the scene where he, he kills the bully or whatever <laughs> on the street. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he was a bully. I'm just calling him bully because he looks like a stereotypical bully. <laughs> sure. Um. Okay. So, what would you rate it? What would you rate Prey? Oh, I gave Prey an eight out of ten. An eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. So next up, we got trailers for fuck boat of movies. Um. So let's start off with Till. The trailer for Till that came out like a week ago, maybe a little more. What do you think of it? Oh, um, yeah. The trailer, I, or, like, what do you think the movie will be like, anyways? Um, I feel, yeah, the, the trailer was okay. Um, I think this is a movie that nobody will watch in theaters. Yeah, probably. Um, but everyone will watch, a lot of people watch it when it comes out on DVD. Or streaming. Probably. And then, maybe it'll hit, like, top ten in Netflix, which isn't that hard to do. Let's be honest. That's fair. Let's be honest. And Morbius um, will hit top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it'll probably hit number one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I mean, it it's going for Oscars, right? It's Oscar bait, right? Yeah. Like when I heard about it, I was like, "Damn, this could be really powerful. This could be truly something." And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, "Oh, this just seems kind of tame." This wasn't entirely what I was expecting. Maybe it's just the poor marketing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I assumed it would be like a dark, like really brooding movie, but there's a lot of colors. And it's a very bright movie for such a dark subject matter. Well, I don't mean to... Have you noticed that about... Historical epics? Es- or like not historical or something? Epics with um, sort of the, the black... 
protagonist, protagonist, historical figure, always look the same. Well, usually, like they have that. Well, I mean, like there's a a lot of exceptions to that, right? Like Malcolm X by Spike Lee looks really good, but that was in like the nineties. Okay, modern biopic movies look the same. Yeah, there was a yeah. Okay, that that puts it better because yeah, there was a shot in this movie that was like yeah, this is like I I've seen this movie before. I know. I, I swear, it's like in this, like right here in this in field, the field, yeah, where they have the sun. Yeah, like just, for me, it was really the cool. shot of him on the train when Emmett Till's going on the train, and it's the shot of him smiling. Oh, that one, yeah, it was that oh, shot yeah. where I was yeah. like, okay, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, right, and I'm going to assume that it's probably not going to get except for maybe the lead because she'll probably kill it but the trailer was very disappointing I was kind of hoping for more uh, but the director did a movie called Clemency which apparently was a really good so I feel like it will be decent I guess but it, it sort of dropped on my most hyped list you know I was very excited for it but now I'm sort of just like lukewarm all right, next one, Tar. It's the new Todd Field movie. He's done like two movies before, In the Bedroom, which got nominated for Best Picture, and, like a bunch of acting awards, and Little Children, which was in 2006. So this is his next movie in like 16 years. It's got Kate Blanchett. It's a Kate Blanchett. Shit, can't plan shit. It's about a composer. The trailer was really pretentious. I feel like, like or like the monologue they give was pretentious. Yes, yeah. it's like this pandemic has affected everything, but in God's words, you must do this, and then like you have the smoke coming out of her mouth, and then it was like. You must wear this masked veil. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking this is about? This official trailer, right? Yeah. I don't know what this movie's about. It's got... <laughs> the movie is about smoke coming out of Kate Blanchett's mouth. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. the trailer. So, like, shouldn't a trailer like just like show at least the basics of the movie without giving away too much? We'll talk about later about like the festival films, but this is a festival contender. It's also apparently like two and a half hours long. And this was like a minute and a half trailer. So they're holding back a lot. I, I'm sorry. I didn't like this trailer because I don't think trailers should be art, like artistic because it's marketing. I mean, maybe... Yeah, you want to get those artistic people watching your movie, but I just don't think, for me personally, making a trailer artistic doesn't really interest me. See, the film is apparently like her and her, like her daughter or something. Like I never got that from this, like at all. Yeah, that that's what I mean by making it like artistic. You know, see, like the monologue, I'd be fine with it in the movie, but taking up. The majority of the trailer felt weird. Like, the monologue was pretty good. 
pretentious as fuck, but like I enjoyed it a bit. Just weird for the trailer, you know. I hope they release another trailer soon and explain what the hell the movie's about. But hey, Mark Strong, bro. Mark Strong, let's go. Okay, next up, The Woman King. This trailer came out like a like a month ago. But we're talking about it now. The trailer looks fun. For a historical epic, it looks really good in terms of like how it's shot and it's like production value. But the song that they played in the trailer was like really cringy and I didn't like it much. But like the soundtrack was pretty bopping, like outside of that. Like, just, like, the music playing in the background outside of the song. Uh, I hope the writing's better. It's very cheesy. But I think it's just more going for, like, it's an action movie rather than Oscar bait drama or whatever. So I guess it doesn't really care about its writing much. Um, but I am excited. I will watch this in theaters, I think. Because I just want to see a badass action movie. Um, what do you think of it? The, the trailer. Uh, it, it, was in, it was interesting. It's just, um, and yeah, some people give it shit on it for the wrong reasons. Uh, I don't really have much to say besides it looks interesting. Sure. I, yeah. That's it. I, I hope it's at least decent. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. up, Blonde. I am so, so hoping this is good. I'm going to be pissed if this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. The director has only done three movies. He did a movie with Eric Bana, Bana in 2000 called Chopper. I didn't like that very much. I gave it like five. Then he did a movie in 2007 called the, uh, the Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. It's a very lengthy title. But Roger Deakins did the cinematography, which was excellent. The performances were great. Casey Affleck was really fecking good. Like, the movie was just stellar, right? I loved the movie. I gave it, like, a nine. Then he did, like, a crime drama in, like, 2012 called Killing Them Softly, which had Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, and I liked the monologue right before the credits rolled and I played at the end. But I'd give it like a 7. Um, Blonde uh, is like a fantasy version of Marilyn Monroe's life. Starring Ana de Armas and Adrian Brody. Um, this is probably going to be the first NC-17 rating movie I've ever seen. Is Adrian Brody in the trailer? Yeah. He's like wearing glasses and he has like weird oh, yeah. hair. Yeah, okay. Now I know. Um, Ana de Armas will probably kill it. Because she's Ana de Armas. And with a good script, she'll kill it. The director has never made a movie with a female protagonist. In fact, his uh, third movie, I don't think, has a single woman in it. 
Uh, so I'm a little, I'm a tad concerned about what's going to happen in this movie, but we do know that it's rated NC-17 because there's a graphic rape scene in it. It's just like confirmed. And I'm like, yikesies. And it's a big yikesies for sure. And this didn't happen in real life, but it they put it in the movie. So I'm like, I don't know why they did it. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Art. Uh, listen, this director is very controversial and he doesn't care, which is like pretty ballsy, right? Um, but, you know, Ana de Armas is backing the movie very hard. She says this is maybe the most, in her words, like feminist movie she's ever like seen. And I'm like, Curious as to how that's gonna more play. More feminist out. than Captain Marvel. Yes, <laughs> hopefully more like. Yeah, people are gonna call it woke. <laughs> Ugh. Listen, I hope it's good. I'll watch it when it comes out in September. But I am concerned. No, I'll watch. It I too. have my concerns. I'll watch it too to support on the Armas's career. And we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Andor series. It looks good, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's that's my that's my feelings. Looks good, I don't give a shit though. In terms of it's like visuals, not story. But like you're a Star Wars bro. Uh, it, looks, it looks okay. Uh, I have, I think the oh, uh, this six episode is is not gonna work. Nope. I can already see what's gonna happen. Two episodes are going to be good. Everything else is going to be awful. It's just going to go or, downhill. It's going to go mediocre to awful. Oh, yeah. Mediocre to awful. Yeah. Well, build up to something great and then... Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's about right. <laughs> this is a show nobody asked for of a character that nobody remembers. Who we know... We know their fate because he died in yeah. Rogue One. We already know their fate. See, originally they planned five seasons, and I'm like, why? There's no point. Thankfully, they cut it down to three, which is still absurd. Yeah. Well, there's so many characters they can make a show on. Well, there's so many things they can make a show on. And just, I need a, I need a fucking break from Star Wars, too. Well, see, they don't release as much stuff as Marvel. Yeah, but, but like, it's like the. Are you talking like the fandom or like the? Well, the fandom doesn't help either, and this is not helping either with their Disney Plus grinding. I gotta hit that grind. I know we've only gotten two mediocre shows, but I don't want another mediocre show. See, I I don't think it'll be mediocre. It's just I don't think anyone's gonna remember it. It'll be a good show, but no one's gonna give a shit. That's my thought. Oh. Well, it'll be good. It'll actually probably be one of the better ones. Not like Mandalorian good, but it'll be pretty good. It'll be above like Boba Fett and like Kenobi probably. But no one's gonna give a shit because it's Andor. <laughs> my my thought is there's uh, it's gonna split the fan base in half again. Or it's gonna be one imagine side. splitting an already divided fan base. The fan. 
So there's going to be one side that's going to be like, oh, this is the best thing to happen since the last thing that happened to Star Wars. Epic. And there's the other half that's like, this is the worst thing to happen since the last thing to happen to Star Wars. Oh my god. And Star Wars is officially dead now, even though we said that for the past 20 years. Indeed. I wish... Nobody can just meet in the middle and go, yeah, it was okay, I guess. I wish we couldn't get mediocre stuff. They gotta hit... Well, see, they delayed the show, like, a year or more. Right, so they... Because they're filming season two at the same time. Well, no, they, they, they finished season one before they started season two. So, like, they clearly, like, care about the show, right? They delayed it a year to try and, like, get it to look good, you know? And it looks pretty damn good in terms of yeah, the visuals. There were some shots that were... There was, like, yeah, a shot with, like... Like a bunch of like green and like orange in the sky, and I'm like cream, dude. That looks so good. <laughs> okay. Um. Next up. Next up. Uh. No. Don't click Eric Voss. Gross. <laughs> um. Okay. Next up. Devotion. Boring. I don't. It's got Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> That's the only reason I forced myself and Hunter to watch this trailer because Jonathan. Walmart Top Gun. It it literally is gonna be Midway. Like again. Midway sucks. This is gonna suck. That's my thought. That's it. That's all it devotion is gonna suck. Cars on the road. I think it's the first Pixar show. I think it's the first one. Well Pixar. I know. Pixar's getting overworked. Um, it's about a road trip between Lightning McQueen and Mater, and they got Owen Wilson back. Owen Wilson. What the fuck? <laughs> you could do so much more. Why are you doing this, bro? I just want to see the Mad Max episode. I know. Never touch cars again. That I just. You have to watch let, Cars three though. For the Pixar. Let your franchise just sleep. Die. Just let just it let die. It you shoot it in the stomach and let it die. I thought they already shot it in the head with cars too, but nope. <laughs> it's a zombie. It came back. It came back in cars three, like I'm not dead yet. And then they burn it alive and then it's still alive. Now it's a charred corpse crawling on the ground towards us. And we're just like, why aren't you dead? Anyway, last trailer. The best one. Guillermo del Toro's uh, stop-motion animated Pinocchio. It's, it's gonna fucking slap. It's some true Kino shit. This is this year, right? Paul? This is this year, yeah. This is... Okay. This is... I if, think this is gonna be one of my favorite movies this year. Oh, yeah, I agree. Right. If I, it doesn't win animated feature, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream. It's not gonna, it's not gonna win. I'm already screaming internally. Because if Mad God's not gonna get nominated, this is... Oh, I still gotta watch Mad God. We still gotta talk about that. I'm sorry. We'll get there eventually. It's literally just an hour and a half. I know, but I don't wanna get shuttered. <laughs> I know just I can... The seven-week trial. And then the seven-week? Seven-day seven trial. Yeah. And then just cancel it right away. That's true. I could do and that. And you could binge a bunch of shitty horror movies, too. I could. I could. A bunch of shitty Shutter originals. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> Alright. So... We're, we're almost done, hopefully. So we got, first off, the 
Venice Film Festival and the Toronto International Film Festival. So it's festival circuit. Now, I am like an Oscars bro, but you know, I even just look out for this stuff because like I want to watch good movies. And a lot of times the festival circuit accumulates a lot of good movies, you know. I think it's more of like a filter, yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff we don't know if it's good or bad. You find out, oh, it's bad. Well, now I don't have to watch it. But Or like a movie maybe I've never heard of before. And I'm like, oh, shit, what is this? You wouldn't have known unless you look at the festivals, you know? So I think, yes, I am an Oscars bro. And yes, it does like help in terms of finding out contenders. But I just want to watch good movies, you know? So the festival that's going to start off first is the Venice Film Festival. Now, a lot of the time, it doesn't matter what wins the Golden Lion, which is the top prize, but Joker won the year that came out, which is kind of funny. Almost like it's a joke. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so I'm not going to go through every film, because A, a lot of them, I'm not going to be able to pronounce. And also, B, a lot of them, um, I'm, they're not on my radar, really. So, they're definitely not going to be on your radar. So, uh, Venice, The Whale, Brendan Fraser, Darren Aronofsky. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is going to be good. This is going to be so, this is gonna be so goddamn good. I'm Best telling you. The year. The God, I'm so excited for it. Okay, next up, White Noise. This is Noah Baumbach. This is his next film after Marriage Story. Uh, it also has Adam Driver, it has Don Cheadle, and it also has Greta Gerwig. Don Cheadle? Yeah, and acting. Greta Gerwig acting. Oh, I, not right. I was more excited about Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. All right, so I didn't know what White Noise was about, so I looked up the plot. All right, and it's based off of a book. All right, here's the plot. All right, Jake Gladney, who uh, Adam Driver is playing, professor of Hitler studies at the College on the Hill, is a husband and father of four children slash uh, stepchildren, is torn asunder, I guess that's what Wikipedia decided to use the word here, by by the airborne toxic event, a cataclysmic train accident that causes chemical waste, that casts chemical waste over his town. And it's considered a it's like very dark, but it's like slightly humorous. Um, so apparently it was supposed to be like eighty million dollars, but it hit triple digits. It went over budget. Um, but I'm excited. Anyway, you're gonna say something. Greta Greta Gerwig is acting. Has she acted in anything else before? She did acting before she did. Oh, okay. She did directing. Yeah, yeah that was it. Um, yeah, Blonde is premiering here. Tar is premiering here. Blonde is two hours and 45 minutes. Ooh! Guess how much Tar is? Two hours and 38 minutes. Why can't we have short movies? I don't know. Like, like, fuck. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. They're gonna like this one. Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. He did Birdman and the Revenant. He's back. He's making a new movie, finally. 
been like seven years. Best picture now? Uh, definitely. And he, it's not uh, uh, English Hollywood made film. He went back to Mexico. He's making a film from Mexico, so it's an international film contender also. Probably going to get best picture. It is called Bardo Falsa Cronica de Unas Cuantas Verdes. That is. All right. Spanish. Took two courses on it. Fucking terrible at it. But the English uh, translation for Bardo, this movie, is Bardo False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Follows a renowned Mexican journalist and documentary filmmaker who returns home and works through an existential crisis as he grapples with his identity, familial relationships, and the folly of his memories. So it's very introspective. It's probably going to be very good. The uh, cinematographer did Uncut Gems. He did Amor, The Lost City of Z. He did David Fincher's Seven and Panic Room. Like, so very good-looking movies. Uh, the composer did Cyrano, did The Two Popes, Come On, Come On. So, like, stacked crew. I don't know anyone in the cast, though. So they're all the Mexican. Uh, I don't know many Mexican actors. But that's premiering. Pretty exciting. But guess what? Three hours long. Fuck me. <laughs> Why do these have to be so damn long? Right, like, I get it. You want to make... Director's vision. Director's vision. Oh, my God. Here's one that I'm also excited about. It's called Bones and All. It's Timothy Chalamet. And it has Taylor Russell, who is the second protagonist in Waves. Um, yeah. It's from Luca Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name. Uh, this is nothing like Call Me By Your Name, though. It's set in the 80s. It's, uh, oh, fuck, I, I gotta look up the plot here. Um, bones and all. Okay, so, uh, Marin and Lee. Two mysterious outsiders embark on a 1,000 mile odyssey through Ronald Reagan's America. But when they discover they cannot outrun their terrifying pasts, the pair takes a final stand to determine whether their love can survive the otherness. Which, to clarify, I think one of them is a cannon. Is Sebastian Stan in it? Nope. <laughs> no, Sebastian's Stan. Sorry. This one is slightly less miserably long. It's like two hours and ten minutes. Again, slightly less miserable. So, then the Banshees of Anishiran. We did watch the trailer for that. Yeah. It looked kind of interesting. It's from the guy that did Three Billboards. Oh, and yeah. That, in Bruges. Yeah. It's... It, it's a Scottish comedy. It looks kind of interesting. I'm curious. It's it's a comedy. Bar Barry Keegan. Barry Keoghan. But the more I see Barry outside of the Batman, the more I realize he was wasted in Eternals. No, Chris.
crazy. We watched The Green Knight, and he was in it for like five minutes, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, this one's less than two hours, thank God. <laughs> um, then there's The Sun. All right. Hugh Jackman, Laura Dern, Vanessa Kirby, Anthony Hopkins, doing a drama directed and written by Florian Zeller, who did The Father. Which got Anthony Hopkins his second Oscar win over Chadwick Boseman at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. uh, the Sun is, thank God, only like two hours. <laughs> See, I don't mind long movies. It's just when all of the movies I want to watch are like two and a half hours, I get like really frustrated. Um, oh, where is that? Um, but yeah. Uh, him, Hugh Jackman, and Brendan Fraser are like duking it out for like best actor. This Brendan year. Fraser. I wanted to. Be, okay, a couple of years after his parents' divorce, seventeen-year-old Nicholas no longer feels he can stay with his mother Kate. He moves in with his father Peter and Peter's new partner Beth, juggling work, his and Beth's new baby, and the offer of his dream job in Washington. Peter, who is Hugh Jackman. Uh, tries to care for Nicholas as he wishes his own father had cared for him, but reaching the past to correct its mistakes, uh, he loses sight of how to hold on to Nicholas in the present. So it's another drama. Hugh Jackman is probably going to fucking kill it. right? Imagine a good script. He doesn't get many of them. So I hope he's good. Then we'll get more good scripts after it. That's the hope, right? Honestly, I'm going to assume he's going to be amazing. And if he does win the Oscar, I won't be mad, you know? Yeah. Because he's been nominated once before for Les Mis. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm curious to see, like, how well that's going to play. Uh, it's probably going to play pretty well. All right, so that was all in competition. So those are the ones that could win the top prize or whatever. But there's some out of competition. Don't worry, Darling is out of competition. That's premiering there. Pearl, a prequel to X, which came out this year. Oh, already? Yeah, there's a prequel to it also coming out this year. Directed by the same guy with the same actor. I hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's coming out. I guess that's gonna be interesting. I think. Um, that's really all I have for Venice, um, outside of the whale, because Brendan Fraser. Do uh, any of those like stick out to you in terms of things you'd want to watch or that you would be interested in? Maybe the whale. Yeah. That, well, I mean, like outside. Well, uh, of obviously, I'm gonna look forward to the sun because Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, That's it. <laughs> yeah, not, not really. I'll, I'll just keep an eye out for reviews because I, I feel like especially for these types of films, I won't really like hype See. up the, the best of the films until like they start getting good reviews. Sure. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, athletics. Um, so, uh, now we're going to go on to TIFF. That is normally a bigger festival in general. Um, so, first we have All Quiet on the Western Front, a remake of the novel, not a remake of... 30s movie, or the 70s movie, but from these images that I'm about to show you, I mean, it looks like the kind, like this shot in particular looks like brutal as fuck. It looks like a World War it, It's a World War One movie on the German side, because that's what the whole story is about. Oh, that's typical. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it, I hope. It's a Netflix movie also, so it's going to be, like, pretty gross to watch. Um, there's Broker, which is from Hirokazu Koreeda, who's a Japanese filmmaker who did a movie in Korea. He did Shoplifters, and he did this movie, Broker, with Song Kang-ho, who's in Parasite. He was the dad of the poor family. Fuck. I know. <laughs> uh, Song Kang-ho actually won Best Actor. Festival, but was it nominated at the Oscars? Broker or Parasite? Or Parasite, yeah. Yeah, that wondrous picture, though. No, but the oh him? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no one was nominated. No one was, which sucks. But Bros, which is a you might have heard of this. It's Universal. It's like a gay comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen. Marketing's a bit weird, but you know, openly gay. What a crazy. Well, it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much, yeah. So then there's Butcher's Crossing, which I knew nothing about, but it's Nicolas Cage in a western, and that's all they needed oh, to okay. say. And now I will watch it. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um. So now there's Causeway. It's Jennifer Lawrence. And she's she has PTSD. That's it. Oh, that's Oscar bait. That's a word bait. You just have to say Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Then there's Devotion. That really bad plane movie. That's amazing. Um, Decision to Leave from Park Chan Wook. He's done Old Boy and other uh, films. He did Decision to Leave, which is a mystery. That one director at Cannes, I think. Uh, I hear it's very good. I don't think this could get any Oscar hype, but I'm, I'm curious to see it. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. That's premiering here. I oh. Knives Out 2, very excited to see that. The first one's not on Netflix, but Netflix is doing the second one inverted, which is kind of weird. I don't yeah. know why they can't just get the first one to be on Netflix. Well, they will in like four years. That's true. Sam Mendes, who did 1917 American Beauty, Road to Perdition, is doing a new movie called Empire of Light with Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth. It's set in the 80s. Uh, it says here, it's a uh, poignant story about human connection and the magic of cinema. Cinematographer Roger Deakins. 
Aquino Cinema. They have one shot for the movie, but it's like a bunch of like fireworks and shit, and it's gonna look great because Roger Deakins makes good looking shit. How does? Uh, Moon Age Daydream. That's a documentary. It's a David Bowie documentary. I'm curious to see that one. Um, then there's. Oh, there's a movie called Pussy. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about that, but, you know, the title. The title. I need to hear now. I'm going to speed on the rest of these. Um, Banshees of Anishirin. That's also going to be here. Um, the greatest beer run ever. Here we go. This is pure Oscar bait. All right. Zach Efron. And oh. Russell Crowe, no. star in Peter Farrelly's follow-up to Green Book, which won Best Picture, about a merchant seaman who, in 1967, accepted a bet to personally deliver a case of beer from New York to his army buddies in Vietnam. It's a light-hearted Vietnam War movie. So Best Picture. Oh, that's what it's going for. That's the hope <laughs> from them. They're like, yo, we could win this shit. And I'm like, please don't. Just, I want everything at, everywhere to win. You got me at Zach after all. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, no, like, oh, yes, this is going to win. This is going to be some Kino shit. So, yeah, The Sun is also going to be here. The Whale is going to be here. The Woman King is going to show up here. Um, Weird Al. Oh, His movie, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. With uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel, yeah. I'm actually interested in that. Yeah. I am too, because, you know, you know me, I'm a sucker for all those music biopics. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, Weird Al's interesting, but I'm actually just interested to see Danny Radcliffe's performance. The trailer looks weird because he doesn't sound anything like Weird Al. He just has the afro and the mustache. Well, sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> I guess. Sometimes you just need Harry Potter with a little afro and a mustache. There you go. Wendell and Wild is another stop-motion Netflix animated movie starring Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. So Key and Peele is back in this one. It's about, like, demons that team up with a goth girl. Like, it's going to be really weird. <laughs> um... And finally, Women Talking. It's Oscar bait about women that talk about sexual assaults that they've encountered. And it's going to be dark as fuck. But it's going to be like Power of the Dog. It's going to be like Director Bob Odenkirk. So that's it. That's the festival stuff. Um, curious to watch any of the things from TIFF as opposed to Venice. There was a couple of things like the Weird Al movie. But yeah. Well, the Weird Al movie, yeah, yeah I, ever since it was Banner Radcliffe was cast, I've been kind of like, yeah, yeah. Curious. Curious. Um, uh, yeah, that was kind of it, though. Just the Weird Al. And also the Whale again. <laughs> and the Whale, yeah. Um, so finally, the last thing. This has nothing to do with movies. This has nothing to do with, like, pop culture. But, um, stupid national holidays... You know, where it's like National Hot Dog Month in July. 
but there's like National like Pretzel Day or whatever the fuck. And like, well, August, yeah, August third, I went on the Twitter, which is a bad idea, but I went on the Twitter, and I saw on trending National Boob Day, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> what? So it it got me confused and concerned, right? First of all, does it mean, like, the bird with the blue feet? Like, I highly doubt it, right? Also, why is this a holiday, right? I don't I don't see, like, a holiday for penises. Where's National Penis Day, huh? Where's National Penis Day? Where, what? Did you look up if there was a National Penis I'm Day? I'm a little scared to look up National Penis Day, to be perfectly honest with you. Or like, where's National Testicle Day? Huh? Where's that? Where's National Hairy Feet Day? Mm, shit. Like, I'm telling you, like, all of these stupid national holidays are like... I, oof. Like, a lot of it just makes zero goddamn sense. And, like, who comes up with these? Like, why was August 3rd some random ass day that ended up on like a Wednesday. Boob day. The boob day. <laughs> like, what was the point? I don't understand what like the point was. Mark them. For what? Like, you know how like Valentine's Day started out with the Saint Valentine, but then eventually corporations turned that into money. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe one day we will actually celebrate National Pizza Day. Or Boob Day. <laughs> or Boob Day. Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you'll get 25% off at Little Caesars on National Pizza Day. Yo! I don't know what you're going to get with National Boob Day, but... You're going to get some boobs, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like, again, it just seems kind of like really... Here we go. April 20th. National Lima Bean Respect respect yeah but for lima beans like excuse me who gives a shit about lima beans damn here we go april 21st national chocolate covered cashews day why can't it be national cashews day (laughs) like i don't under get it here we go may 9th national lost sock memorial day this has to be a fucking joke right (laughs) <laughs> Lost Sock Memorial Day. Ripped sock that I left <laughs> under my bed three years ago. Jesus. Oh my god, June 8th, National Upsie Daisy Day. Like, when you say, Upsie Daisy, with like a baby, it's that. <laughs> In June 8th, May 13th, National Crouton Day. Why the okay. fuck do we need to sell I can get behind a national crouton National. Okay, here we go. June 14th, National Pop Goes the Weasel Day. Excuse me? Shut up. This is dumb. Here we go. July 29th, National Talk in an Elevator Day. Oh, great. We're talking in an elevator. Uh doesn't even make sense. Here, there's a separate thing that's 
also on August 3rd. National Grab Some Nuts Day. <laughs> oh my god. Grab nuts nuts or like grab nuts? <laughs> it's it's like cat it's it's like pecan pecans. It's like it's like why is it so That's awful. it's <laughs> grab some nuts. Why do you have to phrase it like that? Okay, August eighth, which is today. No, tomorrow. National sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch day. Why is this so specific? Is the point? Why? No, right now it's National Zucchini. No. National sneak some zucchini into your neighbor's porch. I'm going to set an alarm tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go next door and put some fucking zucchini. 10 o'clock. <laughs> happy. Nash. Oh, ew. September 2nd. National Blueberry Popsicle Day. Why? <laughs> oh my god. October 25th. National Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day. Why the fuck are we celebrating Chucky on October 25th? I'm not... What the... November 20th. National Absurdity Day. I feel like all of these holidays are absurdity. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my god, December 5th, International Ninja Day. Ninja. Go. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I, my mind has been dying. I, my brain is melting. I don't understand. What the fuck? That, that's all I have to say is what the fuck. That's it. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Here we go. July 27th, take your pants for a walk day. That same day. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That same day is Barbie in a blender day. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that is a good national holiday. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Nash okay, July 17th. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. Here we go. July 14th, National Nude Day. There are some folks out there that would hop into that holiday. No questions about it. July 2nd, Be Nice to New Jersey Week. Why do we gotta no, be nice to New Jersey? <laughs> god damn it. Oh my god. December 5th. Bathtub party day. What? De December 21st. Don't make your bed day. Well, I don't make my bed anyway. So, there you go. It's a destroyed national holiday. <laughs> See, this is... This is... Again, I can't even believe that these are real holidays. In quotes, real holidays. 
maybe they want to sell toys or something to help uh, National Boob Day. <laughs> National Sneak Boob Day. Zucchini on your New Year's <laughs> Day. <laughs> God. Why is the I'm what? International Coffee Day, Balloons Around the World Day, Pardon Day, Teddy Bear Day, Eat an Extra Dessert Day, Cheese Pizza Day, Fight Procrastination Day, Camera Day? What does that even mean? What does Camera Day mean? Do a gro- Do a Grouch a Favor Day. What? Hug your hound day. Eat a red apple day. Alphabet day, but no L day. Alphabet, but no L? Alphabet. Alphabet. So basically sounds like a baby. December 22nd. Date nut bread. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Push button phone day. Push button phone? <laughs> what does that even mean? So yeah, I wanted to bring up some of these holidays because I, I didn't see a national testicle day in there at all. Well, there is national steal some nuts. Grab some nuts. Grab some nuts. But it's like actual nuts, not like testicles. <laughs> so, what do you think? What are your thoughts on stupid national holidays? I think they're good to have around. Some of them? To be honest. Or yeah. all of them? All of them, yeah. Oh, I feel like National Boob Day is a bunch of old sexist people. I just think we need more attention on like days that are like national... Puts zucchini on neighbor's <laughs> porch day. Those are the kind of days that need more attention. Not July Fourth. Not but Christmas. Other, otherwise, I do appreciate uh, the days that are like National Cookie Day or something. Or National Cheese Pizza Day. Yeah, because then that might actually encourage people to hey, we're gonna have cheese pizza today. Cause it's National Cheese Pizza Day. Or National uh, Gingerbread. That's that's fine, but the, the draw the line at stuff like national boob day. Boob day. It's kind of weird. I mean, ironically, yes, that is <laughs> great. But if you unironically like national boob day, trying to celebrate boobs. Oh my gosh. I know. And again, it's it's just sexist. Cause like, where's penis day, huh? Why aren't we celebrating men's dicks? <laughs> I guess, you know, they've been doing that for, like, all of history. So I guess they don't need to, you know? But also, why do we need to talk about boobs on that one specific day, you know? It's kind of weird. August 3rd? No. Why August 3rd, though? Like, that's so random. Like, what's the significance of August 3rd relating to boobs? Maybe the Romans have a reason. Fuck the Romans. (laughs) They all die out. Well, not all of them. A lot of them. So, that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. Next episode, 
we said this a couple of times, but we hope this time we actually have a guest. Um, that's the hope. If not, next up is Pixar Rank. You haven't started yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to watch the movies I didn't watch. And, uh, you know, I was going to watch all of them, but now I'm just like, fuck it. I've seen all of the old ones. Cars 2 was too much for you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that and I just like got bored, you know? It's like high top films, except instead of instead of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, it's Cars, uh, two. Cars 2. Broken. Except Cars 2 is actually a bad movie as opposed to Far From Home. But he's Cars just being two. a baby. Cars 2 broke me. Cars 2 broke me, man. Oh my god. I mean, I might keep watching some of the older ones, but like Turning Red, Lightyear, basically any within the past like three years, like four years, I'm not going to rewatch. Because they're pretty fresh in my mind still. And I don't feel like my opinion on them has changed that much. Sort of. But like the. Like old ones that I haven't seen for a decade, I feel like I needed to rewatch to get like perspective on it. Um, but yeah, that might either be next episode or the clap is next episode. That's what's gonna happen. So you should probably get on <laughs> yeah. watching them. I have days off this week. Epic. Um, yeah. So, uh. I, I can I remember the socials from heart now. You, you don't need to load them up this time. So, on Twitter we are at chillymarty69. Thank you, Hunter. Um, yeah. Instagram we are at chillmart podcast. No, just chill chillmart podcast. Like yeah, the, no, yeah. Like, the yeah, real chillmart podcast. podcast. Sorry. Um, YouTube we're just chillmart podcast. You can find us on Spotify. I'm we haven't done Google Podcasts yet. I want to no. do that, but we, we're too lazy. <laughs> we haven't yeah. done that yet. Um, you know, I know I just plug the socials. This actually leads to, like, a smaller topic that I want to bring up. I know you want to be done, because... It's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's actually 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, but, you know, like, would we ever want to do advertising? Like, if we have, like, I know we're small, but, like... Money? So you know how like you'll get like on YouTube you'll get like a like a ad for a channel and you're like who the fuck is this? But it's like a guy who's probably spent a lot of money being like hey listen I spent all of my money on this ad and you should subscribe otherwise I'm going to become dead and broke. And then I'll be like well fuck it I'll subscribe to him. I won't watch any of their stuff but I'll subscribe to him you know. So maybe we could do that. Maybe not on YouTube, because we still have to put the third and the fourth Well, it takes so long up. to upload, because they're two and a half hours long. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, you are able to market your, mark, mark, market? Market, marketed, uh, your podcast on Spotify. Yeah. See. Every time I listen to music, they interrupt my music with ads for it. So, I mean, 
you are able to set that stuff up. So I mean, I'm I'm curious if like we should, you know. I mean, we don't get any audience feedback because we're small still, and that's fine. But you know, I'm I'm curious to see if like we could expand that stuff, see what happens. We can get at least two more people to watch it. Yeah. Next episode, I do want to see if we have any more downloads. Or any more, like, if we can find out how many listens it has. Might I might just check that tomorrow, since it's Monday tomorrow. Yeah. Or you can check that after we're done. <laughs> oh, today? No, I, I'm going to go straight to bed as soon as we're <laughs> done recording. Um, or an end upload. Not to Spotify, or I guess you could, because it's Sunday now. Um, also, yeah. yeah, we try to record it a day in advance. Sometimes we just record it the day of. Yeah. Or we we can do what like what we did last time, where we recorded two at once and we just saved one for one. Um But yeah, that's all we've got. I'm Riley. I'm tired. His name is actually Hunt. Um, thank you for listening this week. It's the swear button. I know, so thank you. Alright. Thank you for tuning in. See ya. Bye-bye.